Hi everybody, Flavio Romeo and another exciting episode of the Hawthorne Towncast. If you haven't already subscribed, subscribe. Make sure you like us on Facebook. We're the Hawthorne Towncast on Facebook. And really what we're doing is we're trying to get to know our neighbors a little more. If you have questions, you have comments about the Towncast, uh, you can send it to hawthorntowncast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love positive feedback, negative feedback. Remember what your parents said. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Uh, we have <clears throat> we have a very special guest. Um, and, and after our guest, we're going to go over to the other tales in, in Hawthorne. It's right on Diamond Bridge Avenue in Hawthorne. And if you don't know the other tales, it is an outstanding escape room right here in Hawthorne, New Jersey. It is so cool. We're going to get a chance to talk to Alexi. <clears throat> Excuse me. But right now, we have a very special guest. Her name is Alma Morel. Am I saying that right? Alma Morel. I'm, yes, say, I'm yes. saying it I'm saying it with a bit of uh, with a little bit of Italian accent. Alma Morel. Yes, yes. Alma Morel. Yeah, you did good. You did good. <laughs> Thank you and welcome to the Towncast. So happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Now, so everybody knows who Alma Morel is. Uh, Alma Morel is going to be running for the Board of Education of Hawthorne this November. The the elections in November. It's in the main election. It is November third. All right, so November third, there are, if I'm not mistaken, is it two or three seats that have opened up on the board? So yes, there are three seats that are open, and there are five of us that are running for those three seats. So think of it like a little bit of musical chairs. <laughs> <laughs> five seats, three seats. We'll see. You know. Yeah. <laughs> now, Alma, I, I know we talked a little bit. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday, so we'll just we'll just uh, go over a little bit of your history. Um, I know you've been involved in the Board of Education, not for Hawthorne, but for the state, right? Yes. Yeah, so I work for the State Department of Education. Yes. And and how long have you been involved in either teaching or with the board? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I actually started my teaching career as a high school biology teacher at Don Bosco Tech High School in Patterson. I remember uh, that. That's not yeah, there anymore. Uh, no, it actually, the, literally the physical building no longer exists. It's been knocked down, uh, sadly. And uh, Patterson Public Schools is actually building a brand new school on that same site on Union Ave. Wow. Don Bosco yeah. Tech. Huh. Don Bosco Tech, not to be confused with Don Bosco Prep. I know sometimes people, uh, when I say Don Bosco, they automatically think of Don Bosco Prep in Ramsey. But there was an all-boys Catholic high school in Patterson, right around the corner from Kennedy High School. Um, and its sister school actually was Mary Hub of Christians, uh, which is obviously that's still around, and in, in, I believe that's in North Hilden. So I, I taught there for three years until the school closed down. Um, I then... Just fortunate to be that the Patterson Public Schools hired me, and then they purchased or leased the building, and I ended up right back in my classroom, because when you're a science teacher, you're kind of stuck where the lab is. So I ended up back in my own classroom. In your uh, exact same, in the exact same lab? Exact same lab, exact same classroom. Um, you know, it was kind of weird, right, because this is a Catholic high school, and so you're walking around and you kind of see the imprint of the crosses on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> they had to take them all down, right? Obviously, they had to take it down. But, interestingly enough, the school actually had its own 
um, I don't want to call it church, but, you know, the, the boys, we used to go down for service. And so that was still in the building, you know. So, it, wow. you know, Patterson Public School was limited to what they can do to the building at the time. So uh, it was it was kind of eerie. It was nostalgic and, and knowing the people who walked through those halls, you know. Yeah, so yeah, sure. That's what we sad when, when, they, when, they, when any Catholic school really uh, is closed down, uh, just the history of, of those schools. Yeah, it's hard um, for the kids, too. Yes, it really was, especially for... Um, you know, the seniors, when we got the news that the school was closing, I mean, I know they took it tough, but they were graduating. The ones who took it the hardest really were the juniors. Um, oh, they right. Together. Right, they wouldn't be together for their senior year. So that was that was tough for them the most. I, we, we had to really work with them. Wow. So, yeah, I started uh, my first three years at San Basco Tech in Patterson. Uh, then I, thankfully, quickly, I was able to... Uh, was hired by the Patterson Public Schools, and I taught there for four years. Um, and then I entered into um, an administration. So I left the classroom, and I became a middle school assistant principal uh, at Thomas Jefferson Middle School in Teaneck. And I was there for about five years, and then I transitioned into working at the central office as a director of curriculum in Hackensack. Wow. Yeah, I was there for about two years, and then an opportunity um, presented itself to work with the State Department of Education, and um, I took it, and I've been there for five years now, and I work out of, so the the State Department has, there's 21 counties in New Jersey, and each county has an office, so think of it kind of like a satellite office. Okay. Um, The State Department itself is located in Trenton, Uh, so each county has its own office, um, with a county superintendent, uh, a county business official, kind of like a business administrator. And then uh, there's me, the education specialist. I handle general education topics. And then there's someone else who handles um, special education topics. And we're really a resource for the community, for parents, uh, how to navigate the system, um, handling parent concerns. And, um, and really, we're just supporting the districts as well with whatever, you know, educational initiatives. And then we also have a monitoring component to it where we monitor the districts to make sure that they're in compliance. So, so since you were with the state, you were working in the Passaic County office? Yes. The Passaic County office is actually located, I, I always tell people so that they know, at 501 River Street in Patterson. All right, so if, if someone has a question, because you brought it up, if someone has a question, because oftentimes, you know, especially, you know, and, and, and I have, my heart goes out to the people of Hawthorne. I love this town. I've always loved this town. So if people have questions about school, education, do they reach out to the state or do they reach out to the county or do they reach out locally? What's the best way for people to communicate about education in Hawthorne? What would you say? So first, so first and foremost, it's always important that if you had a specific concern that you, of course, address it with the district, whether that's with a teacher, um, the principal, kind of you work your way up, you know, okay. to the superintendent. And, and so that's always the first and foremost. And then your next uh, point to contact really should be us at the county office because the reality is, <laughs> Flavio, if they call Trenton and they're going to ask you where do you live and you say home <laughs> 
going to direct you anyway right back to us. I'm they'll, just being honest. They'll say, call um, Alma. Alma knows everything. Call her. <laughs> exactly. Call the county <laughs> office. Um, and the same is true through an email. So we have the State Department actually has an email, and it, it eventually gets routed to the specific office. But if a, if a parent or a community member were to send an email, it gets routed back to our office. And depending if it's a special education issue, it goes to my colleague. If it's a general education issue, it comes to me, and then I follow up. So you, you you could tell I could tell just from this conversation and from the conversation we had yesterday that you you have a real heart for education. You've been involved as a teacher. You've been involved in in the county. You've been involved in the state. What is it about Hawthorne that made you want to run for office at the Hawthorne Board of Education? Yeah. So I have um, twenty one years of experience in education. And as I described, they're really at different perspectives, right? The classroom perspective, a school-level perspective, a central office, and a state perspective. And so all those experiences and perspectives really kind of make you aware of all the nuances, right? Whenever decisions are made, how does that decision look like at all these different levels? Because they affect people differently depending on how it is. And so for me, um, I just thought it was a great opportunity to kind of give back to the community. I've actually had interest in running, uh, becoming a board member and running for a position, um, but I just, I knew of the time and dedication it takes, and I and I knew that I could not have um, all of my time and attention to it with raising my three children, going to school, and what I personally feel like, I've been in school personally all my life. Right. <laughs> I just I actually just received my doctorate last year, and that was a six and a half journey. Wow! There just to get my doctorate. You got yeah, your doctorate. Congratulations! Like, That's wonderful. Doctor Alma Morel. <laughs> Alma Morel, the Doctor Alma Morel. Yes, thank you. It's, I, I uh, apologize. Doctorate. I I apologize for not giving you that respect. I didn't realize oh, you had a doctorate. No, not at all. Not at all. I I. I don't go around telling people, hey, call me doctor. <laughs> well, I don't do Doctor, the gland underneath my chin on the left side is a little swollen. Is that is that something that you can... <laughs> now, you mentioned... I you... get that question all the time. <laughs> You're a doctor of what? <laughs> I'll call Trenton. Trenton will help me out. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now, you mentioned you had three kids. Are they are they in the Hawthorne system? You moved. When did you move to Hawthorne? So, uh, I, actually, I can't forget the day we received our keys. To the house and we walked in because it's my wedding anniversary march 4th 2008 wow so you wow really you moved into your house on your anniversary well that's the day they gave us the keys that was the day i signed away my life and signed god knows how many papers <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and they handed over the keys to us so that was the first that was the first official day that we had the keys to the house so 2000 yeah, so school. so your kids pretty much they went through most of the schooling in Hawthorne. Um, my two daughters, that's all they know. They've uh, pretty much, well, my three children um, were born in St. Joseph's and Patterson, uh, but they've been raised here in Hawthorne. That's, so when they go, when they're older, and Flavio, as they listen to you and you reminisce about your childhood in yeah. Hawthorne, they, <laughs> they, can, they can say they're, they're true Hawthorneites, right? I don't even know if that's a word. Well, a, tr- <laughs> a, a true Hawthorneite knows about the St. Anthony's Feast. That carnival. Oh, oh. Was, yes, we know that well. I, I mean, I've been going there. I've taken all my kids there. We've been going there since it started, and 
the fact that we didn't have it this year was like it was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was really heartbreaking. So you have three kids, two of them. I know. It's just, I know. I hope we can make it up. Maybe we should have two carnivals next year. Yeah. So your two kids have been in this, in the Hawthorne system since the beginning and your oldest is now. Yes. So when we moved here, he was in kindergarten. Um, So we just had, you know, like I said, we moved in in March. So for him, I just figured we'll just finish out the year at his kindergarten school. Right. And um, and then he started first grade at Roosevelt. So all three of my kids went to Roosevelt, Lincoln Middle School, and they're at Hawthorne High School. And my son, just he's a class of 2020 graduate. Oh, congratulations. So, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank oh, you. We're my, so proud of My heart goes out to your son and all of the graduates of 2020. The fact that they couldn't have... You know, a real traditional graduation with the parties yeah. and the proms and the dances and and the celebration with family and friends. It really that was a that was tough. That was tough for the kids. It was, and you know, it's interesting enough. You know, my son. I don't think he was too um, too heartbroken over missing prom. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> he didn't want to go get the tux. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that one. That one didn't bother him so much. I think what bothered him really were just the all the senior, you know, the, the senior trip. He was looking towards a project graduation. Yeah. Um, I think they have some like speedball tournament. I'm not really sure. They just have a bunch of really great activities that the teachers organize. Yeah. Um, for the senior class, and that part, I know he, you know, those are the parts that he missed. Yeah, that's too bad. So you're in you're in uh, you're in Hawthorne since 2008. Your your son graduated. Your daughters are in the system. How? What is your thought? What are you, what are your thoughts on how school is going to start come this September? Obviously, there's there's a lot of chaos and 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 people aren't sure what to do. Board of Education isn't sure what to do. What are your what's your take on that? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think first and foremost, it's we're, it's just a catch-22 situation, right? There's no yeah. right answer. It's, yeah, it's a exactly. Complex, it's, it's really a complex issue. And and I think it's also important to acknowledge that, um, and I know I'm critiquing my employer, but, you know, we as a department and the governor, there's been a lot of um, either misinformation, late information, changing information, and so it's always you're trying to create a plan that always seems to continue to be moving with moving targets. And, you know, I've been really engaged with, um, so in Passaic County, we have 20 school districts and eight charter schools. And part of my responsibility has been to really engage in conversations with, with all these different school districts, educators. I'm actually still now reviewing districts reopening plans. Um, and some of them are still saying they initially went to in-person, but now they're because of the recent announcement by the gov- by Governor Murphy that if you think you're not meeting the minimum health requirements, you can switch to remote. And um, honestly, for the last week, I have been, you know, trying to help parents. I get a parent calling me upset that it's in-person, and five minutes later, I'm talking to a parent who's upset that it's um, virtual, right? Because it really is split. It really is split like that. And I think it's like, I think it's like that across the country. I think people, 
you know, you, you have those people that, that are nervous and they don't want to risk their own health because, you know, from what you see, the, the kids are not as high a risk as, as older people and grandparents. And then you have those that are just, yeah, fine, go ahead, go to school. It's, it's tough. It's, it's a very difficult situation. I see it as a very difficult situation for the Board of Education and the parents of these students. Yes, and, and you know, it's, I think for us as parents, right, whenever we make decisions, I mean, those are our most, our, our most precious things. And that's why I think it's, you see such a strong emotion because it's your child and you're hoping that, you know, we, there's no book to parenthood. Yeah, <laughs> you right. Know, the right decision, you know, is this the right decision, do you know, no. So we're all kind of feeling a certain type of way, right? And so, you know, it's, it's really been difficult and um, and I think it's important also to acknowledge, you know, schools they don't they don't operate in a vacuum, right? It's they're connected to the economy. Yeah. And um, you know, I think it's just important that at least there's options. So I'm at least grateful that the at least Governor Murphy allowed districts to have flexibility. Um, but yeah, there's no right or wrong answer to that because we don't know everyone's personal situation. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's really tough. So I, I just, I just try to try to give everyone some grace and just say, you know, I, I, I hear you, and I really can listen to, to to your situation, and I just hope that this is the right decision for you. Yeah, it is. It is a very personal and family decision for sure. Well, and I and I appreciate that the schools are flexible like that. You know that that. They're, they're, you know, <laughs> it's hard to please everybody. You cannot possibly please every, I can't please everybody on these podcasts, but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I appreciate that the schools are doing everything they can to accommodate everybody. I mean, not everybody's going to be happy with whatever decision, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that the state of New Jersey, the county of Passaic and, and Hawthorne, that they're making it, you know, a little more flexible and, and, and trying to do what they can for the uh, the residents and for the, the parents of these students. Yeah, I think something, I, I actually saw this on Twitter, and I, and I liked it so much, and it really reflects kind of my thinking and my philosophy about the truth is it's not possible for us as leaders to have all the answers. But it's so important that we listen to questions and concerns with understanding, empathy, and compassion, because listening can help bring clarity on how best to proceed. And that's all we can hope for, right? That, that you listen and, and how can I best, you know, make sure that I'm providing a safe and quality educational experience for your child. And that's what you would hope that our, our Board of Education members, that's what they have first and foremost in their mind, safe. Um, safety for both the students and, of course, most importantly, are their staff, the teachers, um, and then making sure, like, what's the best, you know, learning experience we can provide to students. Because let's be honest, the, the remote learning that kids received in March, that was emergency. We were, it was like, oh, my God, what do we do? The house is on fire. Let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, you learn from your mistakes, right? I mean, you, you learn from experience. That's what life is about. And you look back and say, you know what? We weren't great. But now that we've gotten more information, we've got to hang with it. If we do need to switch again, because sadly, there's always a possibility, right, Flavio? Yeah. You can have another outbreak, and now we all have to go back to remote. Um, 
that at least we've learned and we can move forward. Well, so, and, and, and to moving forward, how can we learn from this and, and make it better? Yeah, and to me, that's that's the key. You know, you said it. Not everybody has the answers, and not everybody. Huh. It, it, we like to think that that government and the heads of states and all that that they have all the answers, but. Something like this is day to day. We're learning every single day. So I, I appreciate you saying that. You know, you're listening to the parents. You're, you're you're gathering that information. You're listening to the you know the doctors and all the people involved, and you're trying to make the best decisions for the students first and foremost, and for the parents. So I, I appreciate you saying that, and and that's why, you know, I I, I like this an, an open dialogue. And again, I encourage anybody listening. If you have questions, I'll bounce them off of Alma. You could send it to HawthorneTownCast at gmail dot com, and uh, you know I'll ask the possible possible board of education member on the election. <laughs> so I I have a question now. Since since you are actively oh, go- sorry yeah. about the question, if I may. Yeah, yeah. I actually have a Facebook page. Um, oh, so you do? It, I do. I created one. By the way, you want to know who's my uh, social media manager? My 16-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it should be. You know who's usually my tech? Is my seven to my 18-year-old daughter. <laughs> See, there you go, right? We, listen, we, we, we default to those who know more. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, humbly, I humbly, you know, uh, respect uh, your knowledge in this arena. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so they can, if they just Google Dr. Alma Morell for Hawthorne Board of Education, I'll, I'll pop right up. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna search it right now. Are you, you you do have a Facebook? There it is, Dr. Alma Morell for Hawthorne Board of Education. Yeah, so they can. I have. I even have an Instagram and a Twitter. Flavio, look. I'm, look I'm at you. You're all high tech. <laughs> oh, you're much more high tech than I am. That's for sure. Well, that's awesome. So, so, so let me ask you this. If, if people do have questions, obviously you're going to be running in November. If people do have questions, can they come to your Facebook page? I see there's a send message button. Can they send you a message? Questions, concerns? Yeah. Yes. Well, make sure that you guys go to Dr. Alma, A-L-M-A, Morel, M-O-R-E-L, on, uh, on your Facebook page. And for board for Hawthorne Board of Education, or you can Google that, and uh, it'll come right up. And there's a uh, there's a picture of her, so you'll know what she looks like. So if you see her walking down the street and you have a question, you can uh, kindly yeah. stop her and ask her, or you could just send a message because I know this is an insane time, and I know a lot of people, you know, they talk amongst themselves. You go to the Hawthorne community pages, and if you guys haven't been there, you can run searches. There's a lot of Hawthorne community pages that that you know people post questions and they ask things of each other but being able to talk to somebody that's that's entrenched in the education system in New Jersey like yourself I think that's you know that's that's a great a great resource to be able to come to you and say hey I don't know what to do and and just just to be able to have a sounding board someone they can they can talk to and message and and you know either feel at ease or feel more comfortable with whatever decision they make. Oh, I, I appreciate that, and thank you. And, and, then, and honestly, uh, Fabio, what you just described, that's really one of the responsibilities of a board member. Uh, we're kind of like a bridge between the community and the school system. Yeah. Um, so I know that's actually going to be one of my upcoming videos. My daughter records me. She video records me and edits it. Oh, nice. Um, 
<laughs> where we're gonna t- where I'm gonna talk about is what exactly what's the role of a board of ed member? Um, because I don't think sometimes um, I know I personally have had handled calls from parents in Pusey County, and they're not they're not really sure. Like they actually call me thinking we're the board of ed, and I'm like, no, no, no. I I know we're called the Pusey County Office of Education. But we're not affiliated with your local school district, right? So, um, so I think it's important for to really educate folks, of just you know what's available to them, information, and, and that's really one of my key responsibilities in my job as a state department of education employee. Well, I have another question. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up shortly, but I, I have a question. You know, we as 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 parents have have homeschooled our two daughters. We ha- I have an older son who went through, uh, went to Hawthorne Gospel or Hawthorne Christian Academy and then went to Hawthorne High School, graduated Hawthorne High School, class of 2007. Whoop, whoop. And uh, now, oh, you guys moved here in 2008. Okay. So he, gra- yeah, he, yeah, he graduated 2007. Uh, our daughters have been homeschooled up until now. They're starting their sophomore year in college, and which is why we're doing this remote, if, if you guys haven't noticed. The call is a little different than normal. I am I am sitting in my father-in-law's house while Alma is sitting comfortably in her house in Hawthorne. Uh, I am in Chicago, and through the power of technology, without my techie daughter, we've been able to put this together. <laughs> so now that everybody is kind of forced homeschooling, you know, even though the, the classes are online and they're Zooming and they're doing whatever they're doing with video... It, it is homeschooling, and and what I appreciated with with my girls is they they went to a co-op once a week, and then they really had to work on their own, and that's which is kind of what, I mean, it's really homework. It brings a new meaning to the term homework. Right. Um, so, I, I, you know, I know we t- touched on this a little bit yesterday, but is there a way you think that that maybe people can reach out? There's there there are homeschool associations in New Jersey for parents that because they've never done this before, maybe they can reach out to some of these homeschoolers and say, hey, you know, do you have any pointers? Do you have any ideas? Is there something that, that maybe the Board of Ed can, uh, can uh, you know, kind of bridge that gap and say, hey, there are these organizations where if you need some help or assistance or some support, really the support is what, what I think parents could use most during this time. Yes, and it's interesting you said you mentioned earlier about the community page. Um, there, I believe I saw a couple of posts of parents. Really, the community coming together, right? Isn't that the beauty of Hawthorne? We always seem to come together and support one another. Absolutely, a hundred percent. All the time. I, that's, I, I'm always whenever I talk to people and people are looking to move somewhere and they have a family. I'm like, you can't. You have to come to Hawthorne. It's a great family town. And um, there was a recent post about kind of like, can a, can a couple of us come together and support one another? Um, because, you know, there's concerns of child care or, um, you know, to, to, your, to your point of there's people who've been doing homeschooling for many years. And there's a lot of great um, associations out there, organizations that can support one another. And, you know, the distinction, of course, between homeschooling and what, you know, parents are experiencing if they're in a remote learning that is similar to homeschooling, the main difference is that obviously you're following the school district's curriculum, whereas someone who's doing homeschooling, they've decided what they want to teach to their child. But the, the process, the, you know, what goes on at the house is very similar in terms of trying to support your child to 
do their work on their own time? How do you provide the structure to that? Absolutely. How do you give them weight, right? Because we hear this term Zoom fatigue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all have that at this point. Exactly, right? So, and I think they're, it's almost like you want to touch base with these people who have been doing this for years. They're such a great resource. And what are some lessons we can learn from you that you can give to us? And what are some resources that you're aware of? And so I'm grateful. I know um, you might have heard this term maybe, or maybe some folks might have been hearing it in, you know, lately in the newspaper, in the news. Uh, parents are forming what they're called learning pods. Learning pods. For me, learning pods. That kind of sounds similar to what you said about this co-op situation. Yeah, yeah. That's really kind of what it is. You're kind of linking up with other parents to support each other in, in your children's learning experience, right? Like, so how... You know, maybe we'll go together to to go to this field trip or, or, you know, maybe I happen to be the person that is musically inclined and we can do music in my house because, you know, I don't know what that looks like. But I think it's important that either the school district or the PTOs maybe just provide some of those resources. Um, I know during the remote learning process, for example, the guidance department gave parents a lot of different resources. Uh, for example, even handling your mental and, and social emotional health, right? Because that was other issues yeah. that were families were dealing with, um, or even economic help. So I think it's I, I think you're giving me a really great idea, Flavio, about how can we tap into these um, people who've been homeschooling and their experience and their knowledge to really support other families um, during this time? Because it's not easy. I mean, I know it sounds hokey. Uh, the whole, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Hey, that's the way we um, grew up in this in this country. That's just the way this country started. I know. Yeah, absolutely. And if, I mean, if, I, you know, the lady down the street yelled at me if I was too loud playing outside. Hey, go, don't do that. Go home. Yeah, and if if we can't if we can't support one another in the community, then then there is no community. Absolutely. So I, I encourage everybody go to the Hawthorne discussion pages. Uh, take a look at Dr. Alma Morell's Facebook page if you have any questions. Uh, and Alma, for those of you that don't know, the, the name Alma actually means soul. Am I right? Yes, it does. So, Alma, my soul. Alma, it looks like Alma may be bringing some soul to the Board of Education of Hawthorne, <laughs> which, which is also part of Alma Mater. I mean, Alma Mater <laughs> means soul mother. You are the, you know, you bring in the soul to the school. You know, we all have alma mater, so, you know. I, I, Claudio, you're bringing back some traumatic experiences. <laughs> that, sadly, you know, children can be cruel. I was, um, you know, my name, honestly, if you think about it, it's, it's not a common name. It, it is kind of a, of an old name. And, um, yeah, as a child, as a kid growing up, I grew up in Newark. I'm from Newark originally. And I got called Alma Mater, Alma Knack, um, Elmer Fudd, so yeah. <laughs> well, your name obviously so, is not as common as Flavio Romeo, so right there. Oh, you're, you're right. I, I, you know what, you're right. You probably had some, uh, some children not being so nice to you. Oh, I yeah, know. yeah. I learned, I learned about Shakespeare. I think I was five or six years old. I learned who Shakespeare was. With Romeo By the way, and Juliet. I think you have an awesome name. It really is. It just rolls off the tongue, really. <laughs> like it, it just seems like you should be in a movie somewhere. You have a total movie name. All right, there you go. There you have it. From Alma Morell. For any any <laughs> casting directors. 
that are listening, I should be I should be in the movies. Well, Ama, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know that uh, you are gearing up for this election. Um, again, if anybody has any questions, they can send them to HawthorneTownCast at gmail.com. If you have any questions about education, Board of Education, or just education in Hawthorne in the in the uh, county of Passaic or even in the state, um, go on Alma's Facebook page. She's got a little send message button. Just click that, and you could send her a uh, you could send her a message and ask her a question. Alma, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope you have a, uh, a great rest of the summer for whatever's left. And actually, since nobody's going back to school, the summer's going to go until winter. <laughs> I know. Oh, please. But, Flavio, again, thank you so much. I really am humbled to have been a part of this podcast. Uh, I have to give a shout-out to uh, Mary Liss, L-I-S-S. Uh, we actually played a kickball together. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yes, we, we were on a kickball team in Wayne for the fall. I, I, I also play on the, there's a women's softball league in town, and I play on the softball team. And um, I saw her post um, for your very first, when your teaser came out, for your first podcast. Yes. And I've been thinking about it ever since. So you see how everyone's somehow connected, right? Like, what is it, six, degree, uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon or something? Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like six degrees of Mary Liss, because Mary yes, seems to know everybody. And uh, we've been we've been friends for a long, long time. Uh, I do a lot of fishing with uh, her husband David. We do quite a bit of fishing together, and and I, I was honored enough to marry their daughter to her fiance a few weeks ago, which was quite beautiful. It was beautiful. Beautiful, yes. And David, by the way, was our second baseman on our kickball team. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play kickball. Why can't I play? <laughs> yeah, it's. We had so much fun. You'd be surprised. That's Don't awesome. And there was beer allowed on the field. So, I mean, I don't know. If you like a can of beer while you're playing kickball, that might have been your perfect sport today. You know, the nice thing is you don't have to hold a bat, so you could actually hold a can of beer while <laughs> yes. you're kicking the ball. How about that? Yes. <laughs> so, shout out to Mary for connecting me with you because I saw her Facebook post and I've been listening to your podcast. So, I wish you the best with your future podcast. Thank you so much. We have we have some great guests that are coming up in future podcasts. We're we're still waiting for the mayor. He's going to come on. He's already said he's going to come on. We've got uh, Mike Pasquale, the town attorney, and an old friend, and uh, who used to be uh, babysat by Debbie Harry. <laughs> so the the ultimate goal, of course, is to get Debbie Harry, who has Absolutely. been who has been Absolutely. elusive from our town for so many years, but. But Alma, I, I really want to thank you. I, I thank you for giving us some insight into, you know, the the the, the importance and the the, uh, you know, exactly what the Board of Education does. And I appreciate you saying that they are a bridge between parents and the school. And and I really love that that you're open and available. Uh, so guys, you know, feel free to send messages. Feel free to to find her on Facebook. And uh, I'm excited because now we're going to head over to the other tales and uh, we're going to interview Alexi and uh, he has a very special offer for uh, for our listeners. So hang on and we'll be right back. Ama. So much fun. Have fun, people, with escape rooms. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah, you've been to one, right? I have. It's fun. It's... We didn't win, but it was fun. <laughs> oh, you didn't, you didn't get out? No, we're tired right now, but we had so much fun. 
It's great. And, and, and when you hear it, you'll see they're doing a lot during this COVID time. And, and really, that's what we want to do is we want to support local businesses. We want to get people into town and, and just help some of these people that are really struggling. I mean, it's, it's difficult. You know, the restaurants, it's great now. They have some outdoor seating, but it's nothing the way it used to be. And, and places like the other tales that everything's indoor. So, you know, they've been struggling. So we're hoping to help them out and uh, a lot of other businesses in town. So Alma, once again, thank you so much. I wish you much success uh, in the, the state education and hopefully in the, uh, the Board of Education in Hawthorne. Thank you. Yeah. I, I wish you and if And if it's, even if I uh, am not elected, I'm just grateful. It's a great learning experience and getting to meet other uh, Hawthorne people. I like it. Thank you. And we will see you around town. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. As promised, we told you we were going to come up to the other tales right here in Hawthorne, New Jersey, right on Diamond Bridge Avenue on the corner of Diamond Bridge and Forest Avenue, across from St. Anthony's where they used to have the carnival for 20-something years up until this year. So we are meeting with Alexei Linetsky. He is partners with Alona Umansky here at The Other Tales. And uh, Alexei, welcome, and thank you so much for having us. Oh, thanks for coming, and thanks for... Yeah, this is awesome. So, so you guys have been in Hawthorne for... Four years, five yep, years. About four years. Four years. What was what? So so for those of, all right. So for those of us that don't understand what an escape room is, can you let us know like what is an escape room? Uh, an escape room is a relatively new form of entertainment, and the idea for the idea is that a team of players gather together, and they get into a room. And they have usually one hour to solve some puzzles and to reach certain goal. So originally the goal was to find a way to open the locked door and to exit, but it's not like that anymore. Uh, most of the games are different. So our games, are, we call them, it's unlocked door. You can exit, return, so people don't have to feel claustrophobic. Sure. And the goal usually for in our games is solving some mysteries and locating certain mysterious items. It's so cool. I, you know, I, I, I've seen so much about it. I've read so much about it. Nina has been to one in Chicago and, and, and raved about it. And I always feel like it's almost like a, like a national treasure kind of, you know, problem solving and, and puzzle solving. How many people can you, can, can you bring in at one time into the room? So we have two different games. One game is for up to 10 players. Another is for up to eight players. And with uh, bigger teams, what we can do, we can uh, run the game, two games in parallel. So what we, we do that uh, from time to time to, with Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Nice. Some children can, uh, some, you know, uh, kids camps. Uh, so they come at the same time, half play one game, half play another game. So let's say, let's say a family wants to come and they have, you know, their youngest is five years old, their oldest is 55 years old. You know, are they able to adapt and, and to, to all participate in the game? Absolutely. Well, with five, five-year-old probably will enjoy the game mostly together with Because of the parents. mystery. <laughs> because of the mystery. But uh, usually in my, from what I've seen, uh, kids from seven-year-old, they can take part in problem solving. And starting from 10-year-old, we sometimes kids play, play, uh, can play the game by themselves. We have a special, slightly easier version, 
which we can provide for younger kids. Like oh, 10, so, you, 10, so you can adapt it depending can, on the yeah, age group. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I know that you know bef before we uh, before we met, I took a look because I wanted to see, you know, what the reviews are and what other people said. And I have to say, guys, TripAdvisor has 58 reviews, 56 of which are excellent, and two are very good. There's nothing below very good. And Yelp has very similar similar reviews. Out of the 40 reviews, you have 38 five star reviews, and and that's outstanding. And, and what I love about it is that, you know, you can bring your family, especially during this time yes. of COVID, you can bring your family. You don't have to be stuck at home. You know, you can bring your family and come uh, and enjoy it. So, so tell us a little bit about when COVID hit, how did, how did that affect your business? Well, so when COVID started, we had to lock, to, to shut the room down. But uh, while we've been closed we came up with a different line of product we called printable escapes and the idea is that you can buy a game print it print it out at your home at, at your home printer and then have fun together wait so so you can have you can wait a minute now nah, this is like mind this is like mind blowing so you can have an you can print out in your home you can print out an escape game exactly it's printable game so it's not the same as the game in a room, but we tried to create escape style puzzles, which are printed on paper, which means that you're presented with a page and you have no no exact directions what to do. You have to try and guess what exactly you That's are supposed so cool. to So cool. So now how, if for, for the listeners, how are they able to find these printable escapes? So you, you can go to our website, which is www.printableescapes.com. Printableescapes.com and you're able to print out this home version of I escape. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even say it's a home version. It's, it's different games, right? But escape in their escape games at their core. That's so cool. I mean, with everybody being home and everybody being, you know, quarantined, at least it gives some people some some you know activities other than getting on your computer, getting on your phone, getting on your iPad. Uh, absolutely. And I, I love the thinking aspect. I mean, you have to. You're using your brain yes. as opposed to using your fingers and your eyes watching the video games. How, what, what was the inspiration to get started in escape rooms? So both uh, myself and my partner, also my wife, we have our- Alona Umanski. Alona Umanski, Very, yes. very good Italian name. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both are you, are, you are you both from, are you both yeah. from Russia? Yep. What part of Russia? She's from St. Petersburg, I'm from Moscow. The two best cities in, in Moscow, in, in, in Russia. Yep. The only word I know, uh, because I've done, you know, quite a bit of Russian theater. The only, the only thing I remember is Paekale. Let's go. Let's go. Paekale. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So tell me, what was the inspiration to get involved so in, in this game? Uh, both myself and Alona, we really like into games. We're passionate about games, and we have background in video gaming. So Alona is a professional game designer by her education. I've also, I, I'm doing game design as well, but uh, I'm a by my education, I'm software engineer. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Computer software? Yep. Wow, okay. So we spent some time working on different social games, uh, downloadable games, uh, virtual worlds. And then at some point, we all, always dreamed about telling stories with the games. And then once we learned about the escape rooms, we thought that we can do that. That's so that's cool. Our, that's what we would like to try. So we decided to do that and we did it. So, so 
That's so awesome. So, so here you are. You're a software engineer. Your partner is a, a, a game designer. Yes. So you brought that two together, and you decided to open up this, this, this escape room. What, what made you pick Hawthorne? We, uh, first of all, we are kind of neighbors. We live in Fairlawn. But we really like Hawthorne. We really like this place because, on one hand, it's kind of family area. It's, it's a family place. Yeah. And all our games are very family friendly. Yeah, yeah. And on the other hand, the location which we picked, it's, it, it is close to some very good restaurants, some life. Sure. So pretty often people play our escape rooms and then they go to have some dinner or to, to a bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, I know for a lot of the people that, that live in town, you've driven down Diamond Bridge Avenue. You've seen the signs right on the corner of Diamond Bridge and Forest Avenue, the other tales. This is the tale of the other tales. This, this is what it's all about. It is so cool. You can go to the website. You have, you have a website for the other tales. Yes, www.theothertales.com. Theothertales.com. And, and go and take a look at what it's about. So, so the games... How? Who designs the games? I mean, how does we do? Come, you did? Yeah, we do the game. We design the game. We build the game from scratch. So, so there's so no one else anywhere in the world is going to go to an escape room game that that's like yours here. No, no, it's kind of, you can say boutique or unique, but these are the only. In that the is business. so cool. It's not. It's this is not a cookie cutter game. No, this no, is, no, no. We start from with some idea and with a story, and because we, as I said, we love storytelling, and the name of the company, it reflects our idea and our desire to tell stories. So each of our games has a story, and as you play, you uncover the story, you learn this story. Ah, and guys, I got to tell you, Alexi will not let me in the room because he doesn't want to ruin it for me and Nina, and we've decided we're not going to go in because we don't want to see it because... We do want to experience it, and and it's very you know when when you look on the website, it's a very small sneak peek, but you really need to experience it because uh, it, it's such it's such a great event and something that you can do with friends and family of, of all ages. So let me ask you: so if you have like a group of ten adults, you know they're yep. doing a bachelor party, a bachelorette party. They, yep. Let's go to an escape room. Let's do that. Yes, so you, you've had that before. We had that. We have birthday party. We even had a proposal made in our room. No! Yes. Did you really? Yes. That's so cool. So someone someone proposed to get yeah. married. Exactly. And did they say yes? Yes. <laughs> or else they wouldn't be allowed out of the, out of the room, right? No. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's... there's. Let me ask you this, because I, I didn't see this anywhere on the website. If you do have adults that come, yep. are they allowed to bring beverages? Or? No. No. Okay. So the recommendation would be go down to Blackjack Mulligans, have your dinner, have your drinks, and come over to the other the other tales. It's literally fifty yards from Blackjack Mulligans, the old Kirkers Inn, directly across the street from St. Anthony's uh, School parking lot. So it's it's very easy to get to. There's parking everywhere. Now you you mentioned because we talked a little bit. If someone wants to have a home party, you know, so they their friends, their family, everybody's COVID free. They're going to get together 10, 15, 20 people, you know, at once COVID lifts, maybe 50, you know, whatever it is. Can you guys do that? Can you guys do like games on the go or? Yes. Uh, we have a game that we 
before COVID, we were t- taking it to people's offices for you know team building events, oh, is that for right? conferences. Yeah, what and a cool idea. Uh, once I mean, right right now we don't do that for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. But once the situation improves, we're planning to continue doing this. And so, what would that be like? Like you have an off, you know, you have an office, and then pe- fifty people in the office, and they want to have an event. Yes. So they call us. We, we usually we ask to call, give us at least a couple of weeks time, and then we come over. We come over when we bring the game with us. This game is played uh, around the table. So we ask the organizers to split people into into small teams. Groups. Yeah, because you know you can play like five, six, seven, eight players together, mm. but more is you wouldn't be able to communicate properly right so people are split into uh, teams they sit next uh, at the tables and we tell them a story this game is called escape from mars so it's a story about scientists that got stranded on the red planet (laughs) and we give some special space nasa backpacks to the players and they have to unpack it to find the emergency kits and try to find the way out that's so cool. And how many how many people can you do that up to? So we usually. Do, what would you recommend? I mean, we can do it from probably up around thirty, it's minimum, to up to 100, 120. Really? Yes. So guys, for for anybody out there, you know, once once COVID goes away, or once we have a vaccine, or whatever's going to happen with this thing, if you want to have a team building event, you just want to have a fun event with family, friends. Uh, co-workers this is such a cool thing to do I, th- I think it's really great and I, I love the idea of team building because you know there's you know when when I was in the corporate world and uh, working in offices and, and, and dealing with a lot of other people you're always looking for ways to support one another and get to know each other better and absolutely this is yeah this is a really cool thing you know what's, what's great about escape rooms as team builder team building tool is that you have to have a team because yeah. the game is not about really about puzzle solving, etc. The game is about communication. You oh, that's a good wo- point. You have to work together. Most of the times, which I've seen w- when team did not win, happens because there is some they do not communicate properly. Everybody's trying to do their Everybody own thing. Tried, yeah, somebody. I'm smarter something. than you. I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, I've seen that. I've seen people who find something important and not not tell anybody else, and the team looks for this particular item for. The and next he team. has it. Yes. Wow. I mean, I, we've seen all of That's that. A, you know what? That is such. That that in terms of team building, communication is key. Absolutely. Yes. And and something like this where you need. You need, yeah. This is uh, this is pretty cool. This is very cool. Well, we are again. We're at the other tales. Look up the information at theothertales.com, and then also have some fun at home. Everybody's sequestered. Kids, you know, could barely go out. There's not a lot of activities. Go to printable printableescapes.com. Yes. Printableescapes.com, and and. Print out, print out some of these games and, and have fun at home. Have fun with family, with friends, and just really enjoy yourselves. This is so cool. I can't wait. You know, we've talked about it for a long time. We have friends, the Lissus, the Lissus game. We have friends that came here and they had a great time. And we've talked about it probably since you opened because we pass it all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I, when I saw it, I saw your little thing outside and I saw the sign on the door. I said, you know what, I want to talk to this guy because I want to understand more about it and see how we can promote it. Guys, this is, we're, we're trying to promote 
the businesses in Hawthorne, everybody's been hit by COVID. So we're trying to do what we can to really help these businesses. And go to printablesescapes.com, go to theothertales.com for more information. And now I'm going to put Alexi on the spot. And, you know, what we do with all our episodes is we're looking for some kind of a discount, some kind of a, uh, a gimme. So, you know, are you prepared to give the listeners of the Hawthorne Towncast a oh, little yes. something, something? Absolutely. You will get a special discount code, which you will learn, I think, at the end of the episode. A special discount code. Yes. All right. All right. So special discount code. Wait till the end of this episode. I'm going to give you a special discount code that when you call up and you make your reservations, you will, you will have that discount. It's a mystery, so you're going to have to wait till the end of the episode <laughs> to learn what that is. Alexi, thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. And a couple of more things I yeah, yeah, please. want to tell you. Uh, especially now, I know people are worried about COVID and going to some room, etc. Oh, yes, so, yes. Yeah, I just want to tell you if, a couple of things which we do to improve the Yeah, the security s- and the health safety, yeah. and well-being. So first of all, all of our games are private, meaning that once you book the game, nobody will be able to join you. So it's only your family or your friends you will never That's play great. with strangers. That's great. We uh, we had to, so we moved our games apart. We used to have more games during the day. Now we, we slightly moved them apart. So the game masters have more time to do deep cleaning. Oh, that's awesome. We, so, so how do they do that? What do they do? So, we, we, so we use special, uh, we wipe with disinfection solution what can be wiped. We use power, powerful UV light to disinfect oh, what cannot be. Yeah, yeah. At night, we run ozone generators, so we fill the room with disinfecting gas. Wow. Yeah, so uh, also we ask all the players to use hand sanitizer. We provide hand sanitizers there. Before, before they, they go in. Before they go in. Yeah. We ask everybody to keep their masks on. Until they get in. Until, no. Throughout or the, even when they're in. Yeah, we ask them ah, okay, the good. Just to, we try to keep, keep everybody safe. safe. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's an important point because we, we talked to, uh, to Billy's Arcade and... You know, everybody's trying to do the best they can to keep everybody as safe and as healthy as they can. So, you know, booking your room, it's only going to be you, your family, your friends. That's it. So if you're comfortable with who you're coming with, you're going to be okay, yeah. right? You, yes. you, you sterilize everything. You take care of everything in the room. You're sanitizing your hands before you get in there. Absolutely, yes. That, that's so- great. We do whatever we can to make sure that our players and our game masters are safe. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Alexi, because I know we've we've talked about that before, and and that's you know people want to know you know how how safe is it, and and with all the precautions that they're taking, feel comfortable, feel comfortable that uh, you're coming into a, a a good environment, a safe environment, and and just come and have some fun. Yes. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Alexi, again, thank you. And thank you to your, your partner, Alona Umansky, for, for putting the, the other tales together. And we hope that, uh, that you guys come out and support the other tales and uh, you know, do what you can to support these, these businesses in Hawthorne. Everybody's been affected. And I love what you're doing with printableescapes.com. I love what you're doing with, uh, with the other tales here, you know, taking care of people as they come in and making sure it's a safe environment. So, Alexi, thank you so much. And uh, stay tuned, because at the very end of this podcast, we're going to give you the discount code you need to get that special discount. So thanks again. Thank you very much. And Uh, please come and have fun. Yeah, and say hello to Alexi. All right, thank you. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And as promised, we have your discount code for the other tales. The discount code is TOWNCAST. If you call up, you make a reservation, you go online, you make a reservation, the discount code is TOWNCAST. One word, TOWNCAST. That will give you 20% off. You will save 20%. So thank you, Alexi. And uh, please go out, support our uh, our local Hawthorne community and our businesses. And make sure when you go to the other tales, use discount code TOWNCAST and you'll get your 20% discount. Thanks, everybody, for listening and talk to you soon.